Hello and welcome to the Essential B2B podcast brought to you by Lead Forensics. I am your host, Joe Ducaro. For this episode, I was joined by Paul Ducaro, Solutions Architect for IFS. Paul is no stranger to selling software and he told me all about launching his own company to sell a specific solution and how important it was to have his technical knowledge of the product when selling to other businesses. We also touched on honesty and authenticity being essential characteristics to sell yourself effectively. He also happens to be my dad. So, without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Essential B2B Podcast with Paul Ducaro. Paul, just to get us started then, you you were an employee working for a company and then set up your own company to go and sell a, a, a software product of your own accord. Could you just tell us a little bit about that? My background is really a reasonably technical background. I was an electronics engineer, um, and from that, I moved into uh, working for a software company who, who, who uh, were resellers of a system, uh, which is uh, manufactured or written in the States, and we were the sole uh, reseller in the UK. And that company went through a, a change process, and uh, the senior managers, and I was one, were, were being earmarked for redundancy. Myself and, and two other colleagues saw an opportunity because we were going to probably be pushed out the door. So um, we contacted the the, uh, the owner of the software in the United States. We were able to um, make an agreement where we would suddenly become the reseller of that of that software in the United Kingdom. We got the nod and he basically said, I've understood that what you're telling me is correct and that uh, I'm effectively going to have the rug pulled away from underneath my company's feet in the United Kingdom. If you guys are willing to take this on as a responsibility, here's the financial deal. Go ahead and do it. Very quickly, we went from a situation where we were employees to becoming um, grandiose directors of a company. So <laughs> we were successful because... Um, the owner of the software um, in the U- in the US supported us and basically pushed um, his customers in the UK towards us for support. So we picked up the support side of the software immediately. So and listeners to the to the Essential B two B podcast will be rubbing their hands together because I swear this comes up every single episode I've done. This is that the maximum sort of people buy from people just it keeps getting responded so and what you've demonstrated there is that the guy the company in the us they clearly put their investment they could see that your team was definitely the the sort of people to go with so you were able to take that you know almost take that opportunity for yourself rather than leave it to the the, the company you just left so i get yeah it just speaks to again the the power of that that phrase which is becoming almost a motto of this show is <laughs> people buy from people absolutely true so our sales cycle is very long a typical sales cycle when we were in a smaller company would easily have been six months to 12 months if you closed if you closed the deal from from start to finish within six months you were doing very well and that's just simply because what we sold was a solution which was sophisticated complicated and multifaceted so we had to be in a situation where, although we were a very small team, we had to get over that. That's one of the big issues. How can you, small people in the UK, be selling this very large piece of software? So we had to demonstrate to people that we knew what we were talking about. And we were successful to do that because we had worked with the product for many years and we had the depth of knowledge. And of course, in that solution cycle, you're not just selling to one person. It, 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 is, it is a sale upon a sale upon a sale. And you have to keep winning those sales and, and knocking those doors down and walking through those gates, however you want to describe it, to ultimately get the piece of signature 
on the on the paper that says, yeah, okay, we've signed up to the software. So you can only do that if the people believe you. So they have to understand. You have to go through the door with the knowledge to say, I know my product. That's one thing. You can know software inside out, but do you know their industry? Are you able to demonstrate that they, when they ask you a question, and this is this is one of the things that, that takes a little bit of time to get to, in my opinion, is the situation where you can be relaxed because when they ask you a question, not only do you understand it and the terminology will be different, but you have the knowledge to actually question them back. So if they ask you something which is an acronym that you don't understand because it's not an industry standard, you can ask a follow-up question or a searching question. And by asking that question, they realize you're confident enough to actually not be, not be flustered. And when they mm. give you a little bit more information, you then turn it around in your terminology and go, oh, you mean this. And then you get the nod and then you're on the same wavelength and you've got that handshake of information and they're buying into you as a person. And that's, that is what you're talking about. You're selling yourself, not as a person, but because of your knowledge and your, your, your industry expertise. That, that's, that's what we aim for. That's what you have to try and achieve. Where your background is more sort of technical and the operational side of things. Um, I mean, I, I think you probably describe yourself not necessarily a traditional salesperson in that sense, but you mentioned a couple of things as to why your input there would be useful within the sales cycles. Are, th- are there any more things that stand out to you that where your input becomes valuable to those people? I think I think it's understanding because this is a you're not you're not selling. Uh, no disrespect to anybody who does sell cell phones, but you, you're you're not just showing a cell phone, a mobile phone, and showing the features and, and trying to, to, to tell someone why that's a good fit for what they want. You're talking about here that something which is quite complicated, quite sophisticated, and, and effectively runs companies. So I would say the thing that, that we managed to do quite successfully is, is to build a sales team. And the sales team isn't just about the sales manager, the sales director, the salesperson. It's, it's the salesperson in conjunction with other experts that they draw upon. And if, 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 if it's done well, it's seamless. And that's, the, that's when you win easily. But it takes time because you have to trust each other and you have to have that really important point, and I stress this, where the salesman stops talking. It's, it's as simple as that. When the salesman stops talking, then, then there's an opportunity for someone to buy. And, I, I, and that's, that's my belief. And, I, and I've worked very closely with my sales team and I've just, I'm a sales guy, and, and we've come to that conclusion that, that there is an opportunity for him to be quiet and when he's quiet then then we can move forward sometimes it just it's 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 kind of it's not difficult to understand because because you you want the customer to open up and and the customer can open up when you stop talking for me the icing on the cake is when after a number of demonstrations presentations you always had to have you 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 try to find someone in their organization who started to really believe and became your champion within their organization. And you knew that the, 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 the success, the, the signs of success were when you're in a, a follow-up meeting and that person started to answer the questions on your behalf. Because then you realized they get it, they understand it, they see that you're, what you're presenting it makes absolute sense and they're starting to do the internal sale. And again, that comes back to my sales team because you have an external salesman who works for you. But what you really, the ideal, the real big one, the big win for a big solution sale is to get an internal salesman. As soon as one of someone in their organization believes and becomes your champion, 
well, you can start to relax a little bit because you're you're much closer to the finish than you were when you started. They're starting to almost do your job for you exactly. at that point. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it's not the same for all sales or sales opportunities. It, this this is a particular sales cycle. You know, as I said, it's 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 a long sales cycle. It's quite complicated sales sales cycle, and so it won't happen immediately. It takes weeks, months, and sometimes years. But you you need to build up that head of steam. You need to gain that 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 respect and that trust within their organization. And then they start to come with you, could come on the journey with you, if you like. I know that's kind of a, a very cliche thing to say these days, but but it is, it is, it is a sales journey. And if they start to if they start to own that journey themselves, well, you, your life becomes a lot simpler. <laughs> <laughs> what is your this can be professional or personal? What's your biggest achievement? My biggest achievement personally, and, and it's a bit strange, is is bringing up my two sons. So, so successfully having a, a yeah a, a wife who, who, who I'm still married to you know for a, quite a large number of years, bringing up two two young boys, obviously as it were now, but into grown men, and just having a, you know a good family. So that's my busy, biggest biggest success, really. Yeah, uh, professionally is 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 basically formulating, uh, building that company, and, and then selling it back to the authors <laughs> so i wa- i wondered if we were going to get to that yeah so that, that was yeah so that's a situation where in the united in the, in the uk we became the sole reseller of of that software uh, authored in the states that company after a number of years was was acquired by a much larger company called ifs and we still managed during that acquisition to to remain the, the sole reseller in the uk um and then after a number of years, they came to us and they said, look, this software that we bought some years ago, we haven't really pushed forward in the UK. We're now actually going to really uh, start to push it across the world. And, and IFS was becoming a bigger and bigger company. And we'd like you to come and work for us directly. And, as a, and to, to aid you to do that, we'll buy your company back off you or buy your company from you. So it was kind of a win-win. We uh, on the one hand, I used my redundancy money to set the company up along with my colleagues. And then we sold the company back effectively to the owners, to the authors, which was quite clever, I suppose. Um, and, and now I've managed that relationship in a way that I'm still working for them effectively as a freelance consultant. So I guess that, that's, 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 that's not bad. Oh, we've done okay out of it. And that, I guess that's probably a, a, quite a good situation to be in, really. <laughs> it's not a bad little story to it is it is take it no. make it your own sell it back that's that's pretty good have you considered buying twitter off of elon and then selling it back to him a few years later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well now yeah i'm not sure what is what his offer price will be at the moment but I, I suspect that not many people would have done that deal i mean it's not difficult to buy a company at a lot of money and make a huge loss on it so we'll see but yeah yeah what really motivates you then at the start of your week or start of your day? What what gets you out of bed? What what keeps you going? Getting out of bed's never been a problem for me. I'm an, I'm an early morning person, so the sun, the you know, typically the the, the sun is is there, and, and I get up. I, I just the coffee machine motivates me in the morning. That's the first thing. Get down to the coffee machine. But yeah, in terms of work, <laughs> I am pretty much self motivated. I mean, since you know. I've never had a real problem uh, in motivation. Um, in terms of what I like, actually, now having done, you know, 
implementations, uh, a certain amount of support roles, some sales, you know, sales, um, consultancy-led sales, which is really what we were talking about earlier on. What I really quite like now is opportunities where we go into a, or they ask me to go into a new company or a company we haven't dealt with before, and we try to understand their business requirements. It's something I'm doing at the moment for a particular customer. And that's, I really quite like that because at the back of your head, you've got how the solution can work. You've got the, the software that you've got to deal with, um, but really you're still, you're still trying to present your best front. So, so I have to say to, to people I work with, you have to understand that although we've closed the deal, this is, there's a lot of money on the table and, and they still need to be reassured that their initial sale, which is they've signed the contract, is being fulfilled. So during that implementation period, and particularly during the early days, you have to continue to win them. You have to continue to sell. So you have to sell yourself as a consultant to say, when I'm asking you about your business, because I'm trying to, to match your requirement with our application, I'm still selling myself. I'm still presenting myself as someone who is creditable. And that's, that's really, I quite like that. It's a bit like doing sales presentations every day for for the same same client so <laughs> you're getting down now you're getting down to, to, to the real detail you've done the sales presentation the veneers you've covered that now you get into the real deep woodwork of the thing and you're getting to the nitty-gritty of exactly how they currently work and of course what you've got to do is work out how you improve it by by using your software or your implementation methodology yeah we're all salespeople. We are really all salespeople. It's just at what level you've got to, to work with the people. So you present yourself in the best way. You present yourself as acceptable uh, in terms of presentation, in terms of, of knowledge and experience. And you've got to get those people to open up to you in some way. And of course, once you've done that, once they believe in you or understand that you understand them, you've got more opportunity to actually then move forward. What's particularly interesting about what you've just said there is that is not quite word for word, but as very nearly the the various speeches and pieces of advice you've given me when going for job interviews is about how <laughs> yeah. you've got selling yourself. Yeah, yeah. And what's the most important point as well, Dad? What is the most important point at the end of that interview process? You've got to you've you've got to ask for the job. You've got to close the sale. You can you can you can you can wrap it up any way you like. But ultimately, at the end of every job interview, if you don't ask for that job, you won't get it. Well, let me tell you, my experience, it works. And then you find yourself hosting a podcast. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how do you decompress from work then? And how important is that divide between work and personal life for you? It's, now, it's, it's much easier for me because um, obviously I'm at the end of my um, work career. I, I, I've reduced the number of days I work and my obligation to my work is reduced. When we were running our own company, obviously your, your commitment is 100%. So you get up in the morning, you walk down to your PC and, and you start and you don't really finish because right up to the end of the day, you're taking phone calls from your colleagues or, or whatever it's going to be. So there is a a natural cycle to this obviously it is very important to, to 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 find a way to decompress as you say to to move away from it and i can't stress how important that is because you know there you can in my opinion you can um 
you can focus for a certain period of time. And when I say focus, I don't mean on, on a project by project basis. I mean over a period of a number of years because there is a, an intense period of growth that you've got to go through. So growing our company, we were very, very committed. But it will catch up with you in the end. And uh, so some of the things I found, obviously, drinking coffee, because that's one of the things I do. But the other thing I found is, and I went back to time and time again, was running. I just, I've always had, I'm not a brilliant runner, but I've always had an ability to, to, to get up and run. So I went through that sort of couch to 5K process a couple of times. And what I found was was that, that you know, even if I went out, because the, the decompressed bit might not be at the end of the day, sometimes I used to do it in the middle of the day. So I would take a run around lunchtime because I was working from home a lot of the time because I was able to do that. And the process of going through that run would actually solve many of my operational problems, the, the issues I had. Because there's something about, for me personally, there's something about running, probably struggling to breathe, which switches the brain off. And the brain goes into, I've got to concentrate on staying alive mode. And then for some reason, what happens is it seems to, in the background, be able to solve some of the problems I had. So I'd often come back from a run. And the problem that I was struggling with before, I went, okay, I know the answer now. So that, that I found that very um very useful paul thank you very much for uh, coming on to the essential b2b podcast um it's been a very insightful chat and uh, <laughs> yeah i'm certainly asking you questions i've never asked you before so yeah. it's quite interesting getting your answers for them but uh, if there was one top tip that you would like people listening to this to this podcast to take away with them what would that be i think i think the most important thing is just to be true to yourself is to is to be honest. That's the thing. So so when you're in in business situations, sales situations, if you like, just be yourself. Try don't try to put a front on because people will see through it very quickly. There's always someone who knows that much more than you do, and it may not be apparent immediately. Um, so it's far better to be up, up, honest and upfront. And and I would say, and part of that is is about being confident enough to ask the question. So if you don't understand what someone is talking about in a presentation situation or a sales situation, just have the confidence to ask them to explain. And yeah, it's a possibility that everyone else in the room knows exactly what they're talking about. But the chances are you aren't the only person. And the honest truth is, if you don't know the answer, you've got to ask the question because it it will lead on and, and it will become more obvious. So that's my advice is be confident enough to ask those questions that sometimes you think, well, everybody else in the room knows this, but I don't. It's probably not the case. And just asking that question, in my experience, often opens up the opportunity. So then the person follows up with more information and information is key in these situations. So you then start to learn a little bit more about them. And sometimes you can just turn it around and go, oh, is that what you mean? We call it this. That's what we do with it. And we solve it in this way so i've often found that actually just being confident enough and honest to ask the straightforward i don't understand this question wins that would be my advice i guess another theme that that comes up is is the how important authenticity is in in all well in in all facets and all aspects of yeah, yeah sales marketing business everything if you're if you're being inauthentic you will be found out very very quickly absolutely so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul DiCaro, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of uh, Essential B2B podcast. And uh, yeah, 
I'll be around yours for tea at some point soon. Okay, you're very welcome, son. See you soon. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.